You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, we're at, now people who've been listening to us, uh, you know that we're uh, trying to run through things. And if you know us at all, you know that that's what time of year it is. Yeah. Uh, but this week, we are going to, because I we skipped it on the last show, um, the Critics' Choice Award nominations are out, right. and we're going to run through them a bit. Yeah. And not that we wouldn't do it anyway, but if you're really not in the know, right, I am a voter. So I nominated, and I'm going to talk about what (laughs) got nominated for my award show. Um, And what we're going to do, Avatar. Um, So we're not going to, you know, abandon movies altogether. But, um, and then in the coming weeks, once we're past the holidays and everything like that, then it's going to be like the mad dash. Yeah. To <laughs> mid-January when the awards are. <laughs> right. And we're going to try to get through just like insanely Whatever. everything. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but we are going to do Avatar because we might as well, right? Right. And you know, the funniest thing about Avatar, and I'm sure everyone has heard about this like a million times by now, but I heard about it really soon before it became like this thing and i think it's you know it's all over social media everyone keeps talking about it because it's the craziest thing um so everyone already knows this information i'm going to talk about but the the edie falco thing just cracks me up do you see this i haven't i so she's like (laughs) there's this quote and who knows the exact story or whatever but but basically, she's, you know, somebody mentioned Avatar to her or something, and she's like, thought it was already out long ago. Right. <laughs> or right. whatever. Because, right. because the, her being on set doing any work for this was more than four years ago. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Since, yeah. since she had it, and she's like, what? That's just now coming right. out? Right. And, you know, whatever. Um, I, and <laughs> it's funny because I actually did think it, was slightly surprising when she showed up yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Because I'm like, I mean, what are, what are we picking her now for? Right. Not that there's anything wrong with picking her. Nothing she, wrong with Edie Falco. She's great. She's great. But, you know, five years it ago. It just seems like out of time. It would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it makes more sense now that yeah. uh, you have to just, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Such a goofball thing of James Cameron to just. You know, it's basically I, like it, it's 13 years or whatever. Yeah. And it's not 13 years because they ran into all these problems, right? It's 13 <laughs> years because he was like, that's my plan. Right. Like, that's the wrong shade of blue. Sketched it all yeah. out and yeah. said, this will probably take me 13 years. Yeah. Like, I was listening. I listened to a quick podcast the other day with Sigourney Weaver. And of course, it was to promote Avatar because right, right. that's what they're all running. And And one of the things that she said was interesting was waiting so long between actually having done the work and now having to do the press because you know right. COVID's one so thing, I but then the movie. yeah, she, she's <laughs> like you know we've we've been doing back to back films 
and Jim will do these things and then suddenly we'll be off for seven months. Right. And then you come back and you do three more months of stuff. And he's, well, yeah. And, and I, she's like, that's, you know, that's been my life for the last like decade because we're still doing things. Well, I mean, so I mean, take that for what it is, but, and sure. But for her specifically, right. I mean, she's in the movie for like maybe a minute and a half or something. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's all the weirder for her because I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't have any idea what the movie's about, yeah. or, you know, most of it, right? Yeah. I mean, she knows whatever she knows, but, I mean, she's in it so she can, like, <laughs> stand up and look at somebody and deliver, like, three lines. Yeah. Like, she's not well, really... Well, she's doing the motion capture stuff for the kid. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the uh, Critics' Choice Awards, before yeah. we get to Ava- Avatar... Um, we'll run through, and uh, you know, I think it's uh, funny, and I just have to say this since uh, I have to defend the Critics' Choice or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think it's kind of funny with uh, the you got the Oscars, the Golden Globes, and all the different things, and everybody has their different ways of doing things, and, yeah. and they keep switching, and it keeps getting more and more stupid, and you know, way back, whatever. By this point, uh, the Oscars decided to have ten, oh, yeah. you know, best picture things, and and then suddenly everyone went ten. What the hell? And so now they have uh, maybe ten yeah. because they have like. <laughs> so that's actually yeah. um, how the Critics' Choice kind of works too, um, as far as I know, because God knows if that's changed or whatever right um but basically now a lot of them have you know it's like this weird algorithm is what you have right Right. and it's how how the nominations happen and how you plug everything in and you got your rank choice voting and the yada yada whatever i don't know and then it's uh what shade of blue (laughs) the moon is right yeah but uh but so you have a lot of the things where, um, you know, you have like up to six actors or yeah. whatever, um, but it could be like more or less or whatever because if, you know, if almost everybody just votes for this many, then the algorithm won't kick in a whatever and something, something. And so the funny thing about that this year is that the Critics' Choice have like 10 nominees for director, wow. which. A lot of people on the internet have basically been saying, well, if you have 10, I mean, who cares? Right. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what I said when it was Best Picture and we started having 10. Yeah. And now nobody gives a shit that we have 10 Best Picture nominees. And I, from the very beginning, I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Anyway. I I agree. um, I, I hate that that's how it still is. Yeah. Some people also complained about it when it started. Yeah. Right. But then you give it a couple of years and no one mentions it right. at all. Right. And, and I still hate it that everyone does that. It, yeah. It was like, you know, it was good enough at five, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it. And and so people are talking about now that this coming up with director like, well, now everyone just gets a nomination and now it's like a right. participation trophy. Right. And yada, yada. And I'm like. You not see Best Picture sitting right there? Yeah, and right. you're not saying anything about <laughs> right. that, which is what it is, right? right. It's like you get uh, who isn't nominated, who can't put it on their DVD right. now that right. they got nominated for something because 
Yeah. But anyway, that's, I don't know. That's how the algorithm played out. And for this year especially, I actually think it's kind of cool in director only because, uh, how, you know, I don't know the exact what the algorithm what it is, is. Or, yeah. or whatever. But what it does mean is that a lot of people got nominations. Yeah. And a lot of people got, you know, more than one. Right. Yeah. It wasn't right. just that, no. That's actually true. It wasn't true. just the one guy going. Right. I'm throwing this yeah. in, in the ring or whatever. Right. Uh, but I'll, there's a lot of directors. Which, uh, if anything is going to be ten, yeah. I would I would rather it be director than picture, really, because I would rather have more. Yeah. Directors than just the same five directors, right. <laughs> you know, whatever being the people getting nominated yeah. for stuff. At I don't least they get, that. at least they get some attention, right? Yeah. And uh, whereas for picture, I'm like, you know, being nominated for best picture should be like a big deal. It should be a thing. Right? It yeah. should not be right. And these other ones because whatever. And uh, so anyway, um, we're just going to run through them real quick. I'm not going to, you know overdue talking about what the nominations are. But uh, so the best picture nominations are uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Glass Onions, A Knives Out Mystery, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick and Women Talking, which is like a lot of movies. I mean, that's a lot of genres represented there, too. It's a lot of genres. It's a lot of movies. And uh, and I got to say, this is, you know, it's always interesting. And we we did this once a long time ago, and we like kind of abandoned it because it's just, it's a lot of getting stuff together and everything. But it it's a lot of movies, and it has, if you ask me, uh, so some strange entries, including Top Gun Maverick, is a goofball. It's in there because of the if money you, it made. If you ask me, that's goofball. <clears throat> yeah. um, but one of the ones is, I think, Babylon. Yeah, is going to be because uh, you know a few months ago, this is like we were talking about Bones and all, right? Like a yeah. few months ago, everyone was talking about Babylon. Right now, people have seen it. And is not getting a lot of happy press. Yeah. There are like people and you know, I'm not we're not gonna like review it right now, but there are some movies on here already that I'm like, you know, in a few years people are gonna go, What? Yeah. There are a lot of good movies on here and I love seeing RRR, but there there's where you get that whole thing too, right? Like like how does it not automatically win right. best foreign? foreign? Yeah. It's been nominated yeah. for best picture <laughs> over other movies. Right. It's like just inherently the best already. We how could it be possible right. for it to not logic be the logic follows? <laughs> Only one day we'll see it, but there'll be another foreign film in best picture, and you're like, Well, now I understand. You don't walk away with best foreign because you have a competitor. Right, right. But until you have a competitor, <laughs> If no one's challenging you, you are the best. God how damn it. Can, That's it. You no, I know. It's I that logic, I get it. 100%. It's uh it's just going to be weird. I don't think I think with the popularity that has just across you know, people who in general, the only way you can win anything, yeah, at this point, <laughs> it, in best foreign movie 
Oh. Is if you have some amount of popularity among people who would never admit that they watch foreign movies. You know, like you have to, yeah, you have to get no, outside get of mm-hmm. that demographic zone nerds who watch foreign movies or right. whatever. You have to get some amount of even just to win best foreign, foreign film, foreign film, it, just point, to get your right? own category. Yeah. Uh, you, there has to be like <laughs> some talk about you. Yeah. Some people championing you. Other than just the people who go, you know, yeah, I've seen all the foreign movie nominees and this is the best one, right? right? Like that just doesn't cut it anymore, you know, like 20 (laughs) years ago, it did. Yeah. 20 years ago, you could be the best foreign uh, picture. Like no one saw it, right? I mean, it's just that's. Even after you won. Right, (laughs) right. That's the down. I mean, that sucks, but yeah. Uh, Okay. And uh, so best actor. Was that? I'm sorry. Was that? No, that yeah. was ten. Yeah, there, there are ten still. Okay, because yeah. I was I was trying to count off. It's not that hard to count to ten, but I forgot where I was at when you said Maverick. Right, and I was like, wait, did they just go eleven <laughs> right. or nine? Right. Okay, sorry. Okay, um, actor. And uh, and also speaking of RRR, since it comes out, uh, I mean, since it comes up here, yeah. you know, I, I mean, please see it. I'm right? so it's close to being Netflix. done with it. It is so cool. It I, is, uh, I, and I saw it like a long time You saw time it ago. early this uh, year. Uh, but it's been out on Netflix yeah, for, a for a long time, time anyway. I forgot that it was and um, finally fired but it up. It is so... It, it's a, it, it was funny when I saw it actually because for like the first 20 minutes I was like what the hell am I watching? Like, right. This is right. nonsense. Yeah. I mean this is just like This bonkers. is how they make foreign movies? Yeah. I'm like... I was very... Really? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like Whoa. When it took off, it took off. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm about an hour away from finish. Maybe maybe less than an hour away from finishing it, and I've not put it into pieces purposefully. I think about that dance scene like every day. <laughs> it's so kinetic and fun, and unlike stuff that is in film, it's this is a blast of a movie, and it's so weird it's so much fun. It's like it's part just normal movie. Oh yeah. And then, like, it's part musical. Yeah. And then it's part, like, Crouching Tiger, it's Hidden insane. Dragon. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and you don't know, like, what scene might be next. No, because it, it can lead into. Is this going to be some normal stuff happening? <laughs> right. Or, yeah. and then there's, like, that, like, giant, like, war scene at, like, that, you know, compound, yeah. whatever, yeah. where just it's anarchy, all hell everything. breaks yeah. loose and everything. Right. And even within that scene, it kind of like goes back and forth sometimes. Yeah. Like <laughs> at, at one point, it's like we're superheroes. Yeah. And then at another point, it's like, oh, no, we're just regular people. Right. And, and you're like, what we're is gonna going have a, on? We're going to have a West Side Story yeah. dance off in right. the corner. Like, yeah, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it's wild. Anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. So best actor. Uh, so we got Austin Butler for Elvis, Tom Cruise for Top Gun, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin, uh, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. And and this is a, a weird category where I feel like uh, everything has pretty much gone right, which yeah. I, I almost never, even if, even if all my nominees get nominated, <laughs> right. I still might be irritated about something else or you right. know, whatever, but... Uh, they're all pretty good. I, I will say, if you uh, have been listening to us, I was going on my rant about supporting actor, 
And, and I was saying Colin Farrell when I meant to be saying Brandon Gleason. Right. right. <laughs> and I was right. like, uh, but I, but because Colin Farrell obviously was for actor and not supporting actor, but yeah. I was using him as the like example, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but just so that's there. But um, this is, as we all know, uh, you're only going to have like the same. 15 to 20 movies that get nominated for everything. Right. And uh, th- this is one of the ones where it's really weird because uh, it, it, just in this category, just the whale is such a weird thing huh. right now because, you know, that's one that people have been talking about, but just Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And now it's almost like the movie is getting like a massive backlash somehow because we were talking about Brendan Fraser right. and all this stuff. Right. And it, so no one will say he's bad in the movie. Yeah. But now suddenly everyone wants to say that the movie is trash. Yeah. So, so because like, how dare it allow. He's still really good. Right. It's almost like it reminds me of it. And this is a weird thing because we're in like animal story now or whatever it is. Yeah. But it reminds me of Pig. Right. Because it was kind of the same thing for a while, and then it went away pretty quickly, yeah. and then people were like, "No, it's okay. We like Pig, right? Right." But at first, it was like Nicolas Cage is great. Yeah, that movie's really stupid. Right. But then, right, we caught a break, and it didn't catch hold enough, yeah. and people were like, "Well, no, wait. Right. Maybe right. that movie's okay." But the <laughs> yeah. whale is getting just yeah. thrashed recently, like the last couple of weeks. I've seen so many negative reviews for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's and that's it's, a, it's a weird one. That's a weird one. That has the strange, that has the strange like animus, and I don't mean in the content. I mean in the fever and the fervor that fanboys went after Ghostbusters when all the women were in it, right? Or George Lucas and Steven Spielberg replaced guns with flashlights. Like people, are like you're taking my childhood, right? right. They're coming after that film for the decisions that were made to make the movie, not for the film itself. Right. And what it is is certain social groups are very violently opposing, um, violently opposing, vitriolically opposing it, and they got a lot of heavy keystrokes to right, type. Right. So that's, and who knows? Maybe there's bots, <laughs> right? We sure. live in a bot world, but yeah. All right, and uh, so best actress. Uh, Kate Blanchett in Tar, uh, Viola Davis in The Woman King, uh, Danielle Deadweiler in Till, Margot Robbie in Babylon, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, uh, Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is one, too, where it seems really weird because um, it, it might be completely locked up and it might have been for six months and there's like a... There's only so much time right. for us to distance ourselves because uh, I think Michelle Yeoh had this easily in the in bag June. when it came out, <clears throat> and now it's like, and it, and it didn't really go away, right? And nobody else, I think, really made a massive, yeah, yeah, grab, right? And the closest grab, I think, is Viola Davis, yeah. and then maybe Kate Blanchett because everyone's suddenly getting behind tar are they uh, yeah which well, is a cool movie yeah um 
but it's a very niche movie, which yeah. is not a bad thing for voters necessarily for right. the critics sure. or the Academy uh, voting on stuff. I feel like this is one of the times where Kate Blanchett always getting nominated for everything is actually going to hurt her because yeah. up against Michelle Yeoh, Right. That doesn't work the way that you want it to work right. if for her to get voted for. So anyway, yeah. I feel like that one is uh, kind of a lock. I'm, you know, I I wish it were possible uh, for Margot Robbie to actually get what she deserves out of being in Babylon. And I guess getting nominated is as good as it's going to get, but she was mm. great in that movie. I want to see it. I didn't like the movie. Yeah. But, I, I still want to see, I'm worried that would, I would. Yeah. She was great mm. in the movie. Uh, and in odd ways sometimes, but the movie is so, Oh really? Yeah. It, it's, you know, I don't know. Some people might, I might like some people might like <laughs> you're it. looking at one of them. I might. And I, I like him too. I like Damien Chazelle. Right. I like what he did. This movie is weird. It's weird. Though. And, mm. and not in any of the good ways, but anyway, I yeah. mean, it's, uh, I don't know if you can stomach it. It's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Midsommar. but we'll see how that goes when we uh, yeah. actually review it or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Paul Dano in The Fablemans, Brendan Gleeson in Banshees, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keegan in Banshees, uh, <laughs> Ki-Hoi Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Oh. And this yeah. is probably, for me anyway, this is the most batshit category <laughs> of the year. Why? It, it's yeah. just nonsense well because just because it's two films and then because a, third, a sneak it in. you got uh paul dano and judd hirsch sure judd hirsch is in the movie for like three one minutes. scene one scene and it's yeah but and that's it, little and i hate when that happens for yeah. supporting uh yeah. categories that is you know you got like basically a cameo right. where you might not even necessarily have any lines and suddenly <laughs> yeah. you're nominated for best supporting because you're like a name that we right. recognize that we put in a movie and it's nonsense. I mean, and actually he's great in it. He is great. But it's but it doesn't it's matter. nonsense right. to, to compare to him to Paul him, Dano. To have who's, him in this category. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Fablemans is weird anyway. And right. uh, and the Banshees, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, Brendan Gleeson, is, this is what I was talking about the whole right. time, just using the wrong name, right? Like, he's not supporting in this right. movie. He's actor. Yeah. It's, it's They're co-headliners, yeah, right? I for mean, sure. It's just stupid right. to, to have him in there. So, I mean, that's two of them out right, right away, right? right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, Ki Hoi Kwan is, uh, I think, very deserving and and maybe has a pretty good shot at it even. But I also don't think he's supporting. Like, right. he's an actor. He's right. in the overwhelming majority yeah. of the movie. <laughs> and right. he's not uh, a supporting role. And I just hate that there is... I uh, What I mostly hate is the way the Oscars work where the movies like decide and right. go this is what he can be. Right. We're going to nominate We've him for you that right. he's supporting. Yeah. And you know the Oscars go with that. Right. 
And we don't really go with it, except that we sort of go with it. I mean, yeah. for, you know, we're not going to nominate him for best actor over, right. it, not in this right. situation anyway, but, right. you know, whatever. It's just, it's so goofy. And, uh, you know, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, I mean, I like him a lot. The movie is not that great. Mm. And he's pretty good in it. Right. But... You know, I don't know. Considering the fact that we've only got like, you know, four movies covered here, right. <laughs> I think yeah. there's there's other yeah. options. I don't know. I, you know, I no offense, but I don't know why right. he's like yeah. to pick. The other movies happened this year, right? We got ten nominated for best picture. Right. I don't. Know. They just, should have thrown Seth in there for the Fablemans too. Like, let's just flood the it's gates. Just a really weird category that seems bonkers i yeah. think barry keegan should get it uh, part because he did he did exactly what a supporting actor right, in my mind should do if character. we if we were going to list what i think a supporting character should do but he also like he's not the star of the film like by the very nature of this and like you said the cameo right. thing uh, you know that cameo thing seemed to have gotten real famous once uh once alec baldwin did his glengarry glenn ross Thing, then you were like, well, you can be best supporting actor if you only have four minutes of screen time right, because you're right. that good. No, no, that's the anomaly. Right. Keep it, keep it to uh, what it should be. So yeah. anyway, all right. So uh, best supporting actress, we got uh, Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Jesse Buckley in Women Talking, uh, Carrie Condon in Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steph, Stephanie Hugh. In everything, everywhere, all at once, and Janelle Monae in Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, and this one is this. I don't like this category either, but for different reasons, right? What's, what's this I, one? I don't like why, why the reasons. I, I don't like our nominees in this category just because uh, women who are in supporting roles in movies should get more attention, oh. right? Not yeah. I know Jamie Lee Curtis's name, right? So I'm going to nominate her, right? Even though, quite frankly, for me, she was way the worst part of that movie. I yeah. couldn't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stand her character in that movie. Um, and you know, like Angela Bassett in Black Panther, right? That's just dumb, right? I mean, Angela Bassett is great, and yeah. hooray for her! Right. And we're going to nominate her if she's in something, apparently. But this is. We're going to nominate her if she's in something taken too far. Right. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You can't just be in any movie right. and you're best supporting actress. Like, okay. And we're talking about the supporting and everything. Right. You know what? Okay. Supporting what? Right. Right. What, what was she supporting in this? She was just in it less than a star. That's not what this category is supposed to mean. Right. It's like the, the category is not supposed to be. Actresses and then actresses who don't have as much time. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's not what this yeah. is supposed to be about. Anyway, um, and, you know, I just feel like I feel like there's a bit of this category where it's like, I don't know, that's a movie that I liked that I'm going to nominate for Best Picture. So find the woman who's right. in it who's not in it that long. Right. And not like, you know, finding roles that actresses did great jobs in yeah. and nominating those things. Right. So, I mean, that's that I feel like supporting actresses, the category where, you know, 
women get screwed still the yeah. most. Yeah. Because it, it that's just what it is all the time is like, what's a movie I like? Like, for example, Carrie Condon in mm-hmm. Banshee's in Sharon. You know, she did great. Yeah. I mean, she's <clears throat> fine. Nothing wrong with what she did. But she's just the woman who happens to be in that movie that right. everyone's going to nominate. Right. She, nobody nominated her because they were like, wow. Yeah. She nailed She stole that, those scenes. Right. right. I mean, yeah, Elevated like, those moments. Yeah. Right. And there are movies this year where, yeah. you know, supporting actresses did that. Yeah. But they, even in getting nominated for this, it's almost like they're misogynistically nominated. <laughs> Well, it's like a nod to overlook them. It's like, we can do it because I like Black Panther. So really, it's her or the Ironheart kid. Right. You know, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Okay. So, and here is uh, Best Young Actor, Actress. That's one of our... That's a category. You know, special things, right? Um, Frankie Corio and After Sun, Jalen Hall and Till... Gabrielle LaBelle and the Fablemans, Bella Ramsey and Catherine called Birdie, Banks Repetta in Armageddon Time, and Sadie Sink in The Whale, uh-huh. which, um, you know, this is actually a pretty good category. For me, um, and and all, I think all of these people were pretty good. I don't, you know, I don't know about the Fablemans. It's like fine, whatever. Um, yeah, they were fine. But uh, <clears throat> I think all these people were good. And and I this is one of the things that I really like about Critics' Choice is that they have this right, right? Because a lot of these people would get no attention, sure, and they ought to, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but for me, this is like Bella Ramsey all the way, yeah. Um, and because she's awesome, yeah. And uh, the first time I saw her in Game of Thrones. Like I wanted to buy stock in her. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, is this is a person who is going to uh, be all over the place? And uh, that is a movie that has flown so under the radar, and it is so good. Yeah, it is such a good movie, and it's uh, you know, it's like a period movie. Everyone in it is really good, and it's. It's kind of like just like tongue in cheek hmm. kind of goofballiness. Yeah. You know, she's like a person who's her dad's trying to marry her off. <laughs> she's, you know, it's almost like a skit or right. kind of, but expanded into a movie and she's uh you know undermining the efforts to marry her off and you know whatever. Yeah. And and it's just really good and she's fantastic in it. Yeah, but wow. Anyway, uh, so that's that one, but definitely uh, see that I, you know, it's on like, I want to say it's on Hulu, but it might be Netflix or something, but it's on something you can stream and uh, go check that one yeah. out. Uh, all right. Best acting ensemble, the Banshees again, uh, everything everywhere, the Fablemans, Glass Onion, the Woman King, Women Talking. So, you know, it's all the same movies. This is a category where... Um, you know, it's fine, and that's what's going to happen, but it's a category that I wish you would get different movies in. Yeah. Uh, other than just picking from the Best Picture 10 and going, which ones of which those one, right. do I feel yeah. like has a great ensemble? Right. But, you know, it is what it is. I feel like, I also feel like, um, you know, for me and my personal taste on this, right, I don't think Banshee should be in this one um, because there aren't enough people in it 
to be an ensemble. <laughs> there aren't enough characters that are contributing meaningfully uh, for for you to no, go. You're right. Look, the an- the ensemble's. It great. should be I more mean, than there's five. Really, there's really yeah. There's like four to five people yeah. who are of any. I mean, re- you could argue. Note, you could argue right? the constable is the fifth real or the bartender. Yeah, yeah. But like, really, that's right. that's not enough. No, that's a good point. Actually, I like that. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, all right. Best director, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron for uh, Avatar, Damien Chazelle for Babylon, Todd Field for Tar, Baz Luhrmann for Elvis, Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Scheinert for Everything Everywhere, Martin McDonough for The Banshees, Sarah Polly for Women Talking, Gina Prince-Bythewood for The Woman King, S.S. Rajamuli for RRR, and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. And once again, it's just like all the same yeah. things. And this is a year, uh, I hate this in general, but this is a year where I'm probably willing to let it go, <laughs> especially since we have like 10. Right. right. Um, but again, it is, it's just, uh, it's off-putting to me that Best Picture and Best Director is just always the exact same movies. Right. And Best Actor is right. just five of the people who were in those 10 movies, you know, yeah, whatever. this right. is, this is a year. I mean, this happens every year, but it seems like this year, especially it's really just right there. There are no, there are very few, the whales, right. You know, popping in something that's not in every single other category. So yeah, whatever. That's why um, parasite was so much fun. I mean, parasite, would, yeah. you know, when it, I mean, forget all the foreign film stuff when it just showed up and it was in there and I'm like, man, be, and everyone, everyone that I knew that had seen it was like, be great if that had a shot. And I'm like, right. it does if you believe in it. Like, right. it's just, it's that good. Yeah. And it just kind of wasn't the norm of what you were talking about. Uh, all right. Best original screenplay. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say the names of everyone, right? It's uh, Tar, <laughs> Everything Everywhere, The Banshees, Vanishir, and The Fablemans, and After Sun. And Best Adapted Screenplay, The Whale, Living, Glass Onion, uh, She Said, and Women Talking. And Adapted Screenplay is an interesting and weird category. I don't know that uh, Glass Onion deserves to be in it at all. I think it's weird that it's adapted just because it's the sequel to yeah, uh, an original movie. Right. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. That's a weird... Um, I don't know that that deserves like a best screenplay, but here you get uh, the whale and living and living is going to be the most underrated movie that's getting any attention in nominations, but it's got this and it's got Bill Nighy getting uh, some (laughs) attention to it anyway, but this is one where uh, it could win everything it's nominated and no one will pay attention to it right. even after the fact. And it's really, really good. Yeah. And you should. Um, but this is one where it's going to be hard to pick. And like this happens for everything, but whatever wins this is going to get like 14% of the vote or whatever, <laughs> because it's going right. to be, yeah, this is going to, that, that one's going to be split, especially uh, she said, and women talking are going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. And it's really hard to tell. Where that's where gonna else land. that's going to go? Gonna yeah, be a hard no. one to predict. Yeah, um, best cinematography again. I'm not going to say everyone's name. It's uh, Avatar, Empire of Light, Tar, The Fablemans, Top Gun, and Babylon. 
and uh, Empire of Light finally gets a nod, something, something, and really <clears throat> not. You know, it's a good movie. I, I didn't love it the way a lot of people are, but mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And uh, it only got in here because it's Roger Deakins. Right. You know, and Roger I mean, Deakins is the man. Right. And it's uh, lucky and it, to get yeah. nominated for like anything, which is pretty surprising. Um, and what's funny is when I saw when I saw Empire of Light, I didn't catch that it was Deakins. I, I just I'm watching right, it. Right. I don't I don't look up a bunch of stuff. I know Olivia Coleman's in it. I know, you know, it, and. It, when I started seeing a couple things, I'm like, this is either Deacons or someone's doing a hell of a Deacons impression. Right. And stopped it, it and looked and I went, totally okay, it's Deacons. Cause yeah. you can see when you see him enough, not to get real in the weeds, but when you see him enough and you know, man, that just looks like Roger Deacons. So, right. And then, uh, all right. Best production design, black Panther, the fable men's avatar, everything everywhere, Elvis and Babylon and best editing Babylon, Top Gun, Avatar, mm-hmm. everything everywhere, Elvis and Tar. So all the same movies for every category. Yeah, really. Best costume design, Black Panther, Glass Onion, everything everywhere, Elvis, The Woman King and Babylon. Best hair and makeup, Babylon, The Batman, Black Panther, Elvis, everything everywhere and The Whale, which is weird. But that's uh, for makeup for but sure. But at least we got the Batman yeah. in there. That's an, uh, right. Because at this point, as you're scrolling, you're six or seven down. You just want to see a new name. I, I that, mean, that, oh, right? you just want to see anything new. And uh, okay, best visual effects: <clears throat> Avatar, the Batman, Black Panther, everything, everywhere, RRR, and Top Gun Maverick. Which you know, I think makes a pretty interesting RRR case in uh, in getting nominated for stuff. Right from. Uh, being a foreign film, which is crazy. Uh, best comedy, which is our own really weird thing yeah, yeah. where, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Theoretically, these movies should be more comedies than can just be try and pick from the same movies all the time, right? right? right. It doesn't always work out, but uh, this year it's Banshee's Bros, Everything Everywhere, Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, again, for me, right, Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and Glass Onion should be excluded from this category. Why not? They're not comedy. (laughs) (laughs) They might be coy and clever in a moment, but they're not a comedy. They're not designed. both be trying to do some you know, comedy or musical right. everything category right. and be like just best comedy. You got to like pick a direction of right. that and, you know, whatever. Best animated is uh, Pinocchio, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Turning Red and Wendell and Wild. And that is a weird category this year, which it usually isn't. Right. right? It's usually like either one is just fully locked right or it's like one or two one and two are close yeah this one is it could kind of go any which way and you've got guillermo del toro whether i personally liked that movie or not yeah but you've got his name on it and marcel the shell with shoes on is like the sort of breakout like fan favorite people love it thing yeah 
that you never that could take that could you, come you, from you, behind. You with never know. Thirteen percent here and there, splitting things. Suddenly, Marcel's got eighteen, and he's the winner. Uh, right? Yeah. It could. Um, all right, and uh, so we'll just like get through this. foreign language. All quiet on the Western Front, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, which is actually a pretty strong movie. Bardo, uh, which is the inner Ritu. Uh, oh yeah, movie which is almost weird to be foreign. Like, right. uh, it could have easily not been if it wanted. Sort do, of. Who, do, <laughs> do do the studios submit it for foreign, or do yeah, the critics' association say no, no, you're foreign? No. I like, where does that one? I think that's what happens. Is because like, that's a good question. I don't yeah. actually know that for the broadcast. Um, and then you've got close. Uh, decision to leave and RRR, mm-hmm. which uh, that one uh, for me is like a bit of a mess. Um, close, I think, is like the PC thing you have to pick, which excluded Ireland's entry, uh, The Quiet Child, from getting nominated. Really? Which I think is just Weird. bold-faced madness. Wow. It, <laughs> that wow. movie is awesome. Yeah. And I think there's, I I just don't, I don't know how, this is one of those things where like 10 years from now, people are going to look back at this and go, all right. That's our crash moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's crazy. And Decision to Leave also is another one where uh, it's not bad. It's just kind of, I don't know. But that aside, huge year in foreign movies uh, because, you know, they're all, they're all good. Strong. Right, yeah. but what are you going to do? Uh, if for something to get snubbed, you have to tell what you want to not get it. Right, right. something right. has to, and yeah, you know, sometimes that's hard. Yeah, and uh, best song and best score, I'm not even going to do because uh, whatever, because I've decided you you hate them that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know I just I don't particularly care about them, especially right. like best song, especially if you get. If best song had like maybe three <laughs> nominations, if you were lucky, and, yeah, and most of the time it was two, that'd be all right with me. <laughs> like, That's anyway, great. Uh, some yeah. of the scores are interesting, but also we just got to move on, and it, it's not that important. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got to get to uh, Avatar and actually have oh, uh, right. at least some amount of time to talk about it. And uh, I'm not overly going to explain the movie because it's avatar and you know already should know uh except to say that uh the movie has a really weird entry for me uh anyway i i just think the opening of the movie where all of a sudden we are watching him be there for years and years and years yeah and uh and then the star people come back or whatever right uh, i I feel like that's really weird. Yeah. Um, there was something, you know, mean. for me watching the movie, and, and I will say just jumping out of the gates, I, I thought this was way better than Avatar, um, but I also still didn't really like it. <laughs> but but let's I hated Avatar. Let's remind everyone so you gave Avatar a three, you know, like you didn't, but, uh, you know. No, I, I really couldn't stand Avatar, especially because so much of it, you know, and everyone says this, and everyone says this about every movie, so this is not, like, you know, my original idea and all this stuff. Yeah. But so much of Avatar was just shot-for-shot shot dances with, with wolves that it drove me bonkers. Yeah. I mean, it was so goofy. Yeah. And uh, and not only that, but it was, like, to 
to steal that and a million other movies, right? It's not like Dances with Wolves like was the only blueprint was for... uh, absolute right. original in the first place or whatever, right? But it was so much of Dances with Wolves and so many other movies where there were so many scenes in Avatar where I'm like, I mean, I've seen that exact scene. <laughs> Over and over, right? And like you made people blue about it, and now it's a good movie or whatever. Yeah. And plus, every everyone in that movie is so just like a hallmark movie stereotype <laughs> lock thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, the bad guys are all. You know, it's like watching it. ABC after school special about bullying. And right. Like the bully comes in and goes, hi, I'm the bully. I mean, right. it's like every, yeah. everyone in the, I don't know. I hate <laughs> it. So I, I, I do feel like this one was miles better than that, but you have to go more than that right. for me to actually like it. But right. anyway, I just thought it was weird how it happened and what story we were telling about, these people and this world, right, that uh, we're just going, well, we're just like fast forwarding until my kids are like right. 16, 18, whatever they are, right? right? Yeah. And, uh, and meanwhile, nobody has done anything <laughs> <laughs> on this whole planet yeah. to try and go, what if they come back? Right. I'm like, I don't want you to sell me that this hard and make me watch it yeah. so closely just so that you can go. And then they came back and started destroying <laughs> and everything. surprised everybody. Like, what? Yeah. Like right. that, you know, that was weird. And yeah. then once that happens, then they all come back in like, you know, whatever it is, like 20 or 30 ships of, yeah. of were sending a new wave. To right take over this planet. Uh, and as soon as that happens, it just goes one year later. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, okay, what? Like the opening of the movie I thought was as garbage as <laughs> I think I've seen in a yeah. long time. It was so screwy. <laughs> um, anyway, but then the story is basically just all about, uh, you know, they decide to run away and Mm -hmm. they run away to like the water tribe and we have to acclimate ourselves. And our theory is that these people who came here and want to take over the whole planet won't find us if we like, you know, fly on our creatures for like a hundred miles to the ocean or something and whatever. (laughs) Um, So then, and then, Oddly enough, that doesn't yeah. work, right? Which is just madness, right? How could that not work, right? Uh, anyway, and then you know, hilarity ensues, and you know what the movie's about. Um, <laughs> I gave it a six, yeah, and it that's was what I thought you were going to give it. It was, I think, uh, pretty lucky to get it, and uh, and I mean, it was really like I, I was in a really good mood that day. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, I you had al- a good seat. You had a good seat at the theater. Change it, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't five. It it had some good stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, I will tell you right now, I have never seen a movie 
before where I could not find a movie critic who would talk about anything apart from how pretty it is. I have never seen, and, and now it started bugging me and I looked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all the reviews are. That's all you can find. Any review of this movie is whether you liked it or not. Nobody wants to be the guy who's going to say this is like two or three or complete garbage, which it's not complete garbage, but someone hates this movie. (laughs) Even more than <laughs> even more than me, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, but there are there are some pretty good things about it. There are a lot of really stupid things about it too. Yeah. But like I said, it's way better than the original. Um, and it does have a lot of stuff that's awesome to look at. It looks at it too long. Uh, like virtually everything that's good about the movie tries really hard to be bad because it just keeps happening yeah like on and on and on but overall i gave it a six and uh, it does manage to have i think enough decent good stuff that it overcomes like basically how silly it is and it doesn't say unobtainium at me and <laughs> you know some shit uh, like yeah, that right, or whatever that, right and and most of the time It's odd to think about it in this way, and I didn't for a little while, probably, you know, not instantly while I'm watching the movie, but it did manage to avoid its own bad guy as much as it could. Yeah. (laughs) Like it only could so much, but it, but it did, it didn't look at him as much as it might have. And he is, uh, you know, he was one of the world's dumbest characters in the first movie. And all we've done is made him dumber. Right. And made everything about him, yeah. you know, less real. There's there's no the real world left right. in, in that character at all. It's all just bonkers, uh, black hat nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's, anyway, so I gave it a six. You can only be so far away from that, no matter which way I go. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I came under hard, boy, that would be a fun, fun thing. Uh, It's easy to see. It's easy to see why so many people, especially with sequels, but but definitely with this, the the front line on almost everything that I've seen, if it wasn't like prepare for visual candy, you know, everybody just basically said the same. Thing I'm also going to say, which is if you love the first one, you're going to love this. If you like the first one, you're going to like this a little better. If you hated the first one, you're going to hate this even more. And the reason for that is because whatever it is about Avatar and not James Cameron, but in a minute, James Cameron, whatever you liked or didn't like about the first film is more it's of. It's just more of that. So if you like Pandora, you've got more Pandora. So that's an easy checkbox to hit. If you really like the Navi, you, you've got more Navi. Both the Navi that you know and then like the new Navi people, the, the way of the water people. So I have, I have a bit of a hard time understanding why if you, a, a normal person, not like you um, specifically, because this was what we were going to do. We we're going to watch films we don't like sometimes right, and that's right. the way, that's the deal. 
But if your average film goer is going to see this and they didn't like Avatar, what are you doing? Yeah. Like really, you would not, if you, if you did not like Peter Jackson's Fellowship of the Ring, you should never be in the theater for the two towers, let alone for the fellowship, uh, for the return of the King. You just, there's no reason to believe that you would be there unless you're going to just hate on it. And then you got to have something better to do for three hours and 20 minutes of your time. The the story is is a long movie. The story is, is pretty thin, just like it was in Avatar. And the dialogue is kind of clunky or cliche or not really inspired. Like it's just very easy dialogue. It almost feels like, and there's a lot of this going around with uh, the chat, the chat bot that's out the AI chat bot where you can just tell it to write you a scene from avatar and it will like it's, it's sort of easy wrote like monkeys in a room with a ream of paper kind of thing. What James Cameron is doing is doubling down on not only his, love of the water, which ought to be clear by now for everybody too, is he's getting too good at something I wish he would get less good at and focus on his other strengths, which is the emotion of a moment transfers the good writing, the great acting. Like, and there, there is, I don't have a problem with the acting in here, but when I come to a film, it's mostly like how good was the story and how believable within the confines of your own world building and like the story's pretty easy and simple. And what we really are paying for is two hours of visual stuff and 45 minutes of story. And that 45 minutes of story isn't revolutionary. It's not that incredible. What you're really experiencing is just that. The emotional height of attaching yourselves to anthropomorphic creatures that you wish you could be because you're watching this story and you're like, man, this really sucks. They're so in tune with their world and their environment and they're trying to help, but I'm not going to acknowledge any of my own, you know, green planet problems here. You know, there's a lot of stuff that he's trying to do, but to meet him where he is for the fun that I had, the experience of watching it. And I liked the first avatar because I like James Cameron's movies and man, the guy can do space Marines. He's done them, you know, in aliens and avatar. He really likes that idea. I would never congratulate this for being a complicated, thoughtful thing. It's just an experience. And more so, like what you said, easily you could take an hour out of this film. And I mean really cut here and there. We don't need the long scenes of swimming and diving and creatures. And 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 it's beautiful. It would be better. It's beautiful. And in a weird way, it's like we see the director's cut first, which is like, you want to see everything I filmed? Right, right. Want to see everything that's taken me six more years, which is why Edie can't remember when the film came out? Well, let me show you this Google fish. Right. So all of those things that I'm saying on for praise, I'll say this. There are times when I really just thought, oh, you dummy, you stupid dummy. Don't make these whales talk to me. Don't make them talk in sign language the way you're doing it. If they can communicate because they're a higher form of intelligence on an alien planet, cool. Give me some telepathic bump. Give me an actual way. But don't let the whale, and this doesn't happen, but don't let the whale swim up and be like, what up, G? Right. Like, don't give me that by just looking at me. You've got to spend more time in showing how these things happen instead of just assuming I'll do all the heavy work, like you said, and I don't disagree with you at all about the beginning. I didn't loathe it as much, but it doesn't make any sense. Why would why would Jake Sully from the Sky People 
knowing very well what the sky people like you've got to be navi now great you could argue my mind has changed because i'm more in touch with the earth mother whatever you're still a human being and you know cynically what they're going to do right they're and, coming back right and, and that you've and, not prepared everybody we have for that to have this whole thing where we see their whole lives and all this right and nobody on this whole planet has traveled more than 20 <laughs> miles from where they right. started yeah in all that time right and it's just, it's so... It's nonsensical to the point of it wants to... And again, James Cameron is an egomaniac. So to suggest that, you know, this isn't as smart as he thinks it is. Right. Sorry, James. Like, it really isn't. You've got some glaring, wide open holes that you could have made more attention to instead of showing me whale swimming for 25 more minutes. Like, I don't want that. I mean, I right. do want it, but I don't want that. Right. I want your story to be airtight. I want it and to be this, so great. This is a movie that's uh, horrendously long, right? And frequently we will find a movie that's two hours or two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. And we'll say you could cut 20 minutes out of this and it would be yeah. better, right? Yeah. But it's actually a much different thing to say you could cut an hour out of this movie and it would be better. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's still true. It's like, totally there true. There is so too much stuff in this movie. <laughs> it shouldn't have been a movie. You know, if you want yeah. to have, if you want to have a lot of time where what you're going to do is just go, look how pretty this is, mm. or look how much attention I made to, uh, you know, deciding some new plants and how they work and now we're gonna watch all this stuff you need to have like a six episode you know hour long thing right. where you have time to waste yeah. and this is not that's this a good is not the medium for that no matter how much you want it to be and yeah. you just demand that it is yeah it just doesn't work and there's uh we only have so much time now but there's there's so much of this movie that is you know, like you said, it's so clearly he's like a weird egomaniac, and it's like I had an idea, and therefore it makes sense, right? right? It's right. like this is good directing because it's what I'm doing, right? It's right. like the horrible actor syndrome, right? Where right. you don't have to act anymore; you just do what you want to do, <laughs> right. and that's definitionally good acting at this right. point or whatever. Like, there's a there's a lot of it, especially if you think about it. And this is a movie where you should want to think about it, right? Yeah. Like we've got these giant whales who clearly could just rule the sea. Right. Right. And uh, I don't care what the humans with their <laughs> limited resources right. that came on these ships, yeah. they can't just keep going back for shit. Right. Every time you turn around, right. The whales would be ruling these people. Okay. Well, that's, well, we want the water and we want the people to be bad. So um, the whales are super intelligent right. and decided long ago that like they were ultra pacifists and yeah. would never, uh, you know, engage in any violence under any circumstances. Right. Even if they're being killed. I'm like, you want to have both of those things together? Yeah. You better have a better story. A much better story. Than, a better lead in. Then I have a three hour and 20 minute movie. <laughs> And I'm going to dedicate like maybe 18 seconds yeah. to explaining how that makes sense right. because it doesn't make any sense, right? I, and, and you know, there's so much other weird stuff. There's like a lot of it. But, you know, just it started bugging me, especially because we're 
paying attention to this stuff. We're supposed to be remembering what happened in the last movie. Mm-hmm. It was bugging me that the bad guys could have animals that they could ride. Right. I'm like, how does that make sense in this right. world? Because you don't hook into them right. and then take control of them like they're a car. Right. They're right. still an animal. There's right? a pairing there. They have to respect and appreciate right. and, and get to you. And the animals are not going to go, oh, so you want to destroy our planet? Right. Oh, well, hop on. Yeah. Like, that that I forgot. doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. But, he forgot his own But rules. we just ignore it. Yeah. So it's like, I want the bad guys to fly around too and watch that. Yeah. So it does make sense. Right. Because it's what I want to happen. Right. <laughs> That's how you know that it makes sense. I, um, I forgot. I, I blathered on. I, I gave it a seven and a half. Oh, you know, right, right, I, right. I did, I did like it, and it could have been higher and higher. I, I started. I mean, I know we got to get out of here. Around the time, and I'm not going to ruin things. Around the time that Spider has to make a decision, and his decision was absolutely unbelievable at near the end. <laughs> right. I was just like, you, you're just ticking off stars now. I mean, it's yeah. weird to think of it in that way, but I'm like, oh, you really did that. You really did that. I don't believe you and I don't believe anything you made me watch the last 45 minutes for like really and truly you're just doing stuff because you just want to see it and you want to use emotion as the motivator. And I think that's bad storytelling. And the thing is, I know James Cameron is a better storyteller than that, or he used to be anyway. He he was once. I will, I will say he used to be. It is the same thing where it, uh, like harkens back to a lot of Titanic actually, which, you know, everyone loves Titanic. I don't. Uh, it's it's just not that great a movie. Right. It's not that great a story. Yeah. It has a lot of the same stuff too, where there's a lot of scenes in that where it's the exact same thing. He's like, I just want to film a scene like this. Right. I want to see this yep. happen and be able to put it on film. Okay, how's it fit in the story? I want it to be in the story, <laughs> yeah. and therefore it makes sense right. for it to be in the story. It's right. you know, it's the same thing as that. All right. Um, I think we're probably good for that one. It's real. It's real. Uh, it even though I didn't rate it a five, right? Yeah. It's just it's so middle of the road, right? But it is, it is just a little bit better. But there's a lot of stuff to be pissed about. Too. Re- totally, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Except I liked it a little more than you. I think there's more there to like if you like it. And we saw it in 3D, and I'm going to push for that. If you can see it in 3D, yeah. and you don't have to sit in the front row, we were pretty close, and I was worried. It didn't matter. It was right. still great. Watch it in 3D if you get a chance. I yeah. actually think that is the preferred way to check this out because the sea is so beautiful. Because because that's it's amazing. What, that's what you're getting. Yeah, right. right. This is like, what that's that's, that's that's the ride. That's yeah. that's his uh, his gig on yeah, this for sure. This movie and the other one is you know it's all this visual. He's he's got a whole thing and it translates so well where yeah you know there's being on a roller coaster. That has like some sort of theme, yeah. Like where it's there's a story right. to it or right. whatever, yeah. And there's you know the opposite end of the spectrum or you know whatever. Right. And he just thinks movies are way closer to one end of the spectrum <laughs> than yeah, maybe it. a lot of other people do, right? Or maybe not. I guess we'll see. Right? We'll, um, we'll judge him on the third one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not like uh, <laughs> this one's not going to make its yeah, money or easily. you know whatever. Anyway. Um, next well, week, uh, whenever we get around to, uh, there being a glass show onions. next week or whenever it is, uh, there will, yeah, glass onions will officially be out because that's or glass that's onion, glass uh, onion will me. be out on like the 23rd, I think it's tomorrow, yeah, right? Yeah. Friday. Um, yeah, so definitely that, but also probably others. tons of yeah, other sure. stuff. So. Yeah. 
Uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.